Welcome to A User's Guide to Life. I'm your host, Shane Moore. On the show, I'll be exploring a wide range of topics related to health, work, relationships, travel, and anything else under the sun. I believe we all have a lot more in common than we realize, but that our differences are what make us unique. This show is a platform where they can be shared openly. We can become more connected both to ourselves and each other when we truly embrace both similarities and differences. My guests will share their passions, talents, and amazing and sometimes difficult experiences, the lessons they've learned, and how their lives have changed as a result. My hope is that you might hear something that strikes a chord with you or causes you to see something in a totally different way. And on that note, let's start the conversation. So this week's episode, I'm speaking with somebody I met last last year, the year before, um, in Ireland. Yeah. Um, and I was on a sound healing retreat. And if you, well, if you heard the, the uh, episode that I talked to Judith Quinn uh, about sound healing, this is where I met today's guest, um, Aideen Schwepp, who is a manual lymphatic drainage practitioner, a yoga teacher, and now personal trainer. And she's doing a bunch of different things. She was originally from Ireland in Dublin, and uh, now she's in Brazil. So well, Aideen, welcome to the show. Good to see you again. Yeah, you too. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. No problem. It's always it's always fun and interesting to talk to people who do body work and have just different approaches and and are really passionate about what they're doing. And that's really the, the key to, you know, my guests on this show is is that they have to really love what they do and, and just want to share. And so you know, when, when I saw your post and got tagged in your post the other yesterday, yesterday, really, yeah, um, it was like a no-brainer to, to have you on. So, so fill us in um, on the intro. I just covered a few things, but uh, you, it, I've seen from your social media that you've got a bunch of things happening now. So why don't you fill us yeah. in on that? So I have been working as a manual lymphatic drainage therapist. I'm trained in the Vodder uh, version, if you like, the Vodder okay. therapy. Uh, there are other schools as well, but I trained with the Vodder school back in 2008. Mm -hmm. um, I got involved. Uh, my background was actually in banking originally, but I was really interested in yoga and in body therapies just as yeah. a hobby. Right. Um, and I, so I had got some qualifications in different massage techniques just as a hobby. And I decided to leave banking behind me and go after what I was actually passionate about doing, mm -hmm. hands-on stuff and helping people. So with that massage background, I was able to then um, apply for the training in manual lymphatic drainage. The reason I decided to go for that was because my mom had cancer. Mm -hmm. She's fine now. I'll just put yeah. that in there now. <laughs> uh, but she had a malignant melanoma. And a year after her original surgery, she had to have some lymph nodes removed. Yeah. And she developed a condition called lymphedema, which none of us knew anything about. Right. Um, the surgeon didn't tell her anything about it, didn't want to talk about it. Wow. So she went off. My mom was very much into alternative therapies, complementary therapies yeah. and holistic healing. So she went off and did a lot of research by herself and found out that this swelling that she started to experience in her leg as a result of the missing lymph nodes was called lymphedema. Yeah. And she discovered that there's a therapy that can help, which is called manual lymphatic drainage. And mm -hmm. she then found a therapist in Dublin who could help her. So 
I decided, look, if this is something, this is a lifelong condition that she's going to be dealing with. And if I can help her with that, there may come a point where she runs out of money and can't afford to have lifelong treatment. Yeah. If she has somebody in the family who can do that, then why not? So yeah. I decided to go for the training for that reason. Wow. I also qualified as a yoga instructor. I had been doing yoga myself for many years, qualified as a yoga instructor in 2007. And uh, last year, 2020, I qualified as a personal trainer as well. So I'm really interested in helping and empowering people to look after themselves rather than them always needing me in their lives. I want to empower people to learn whatever they can from me and then be able to kind of take the reins themselves in all of those different areas. Yeah, we are so on the same page as far as that goes. <laughs> Let me tell you, that is... Yeah, that, that is my key thing in anybody that I'm treating is that you, I don't want you to have to rely on me. Yeah. I will teach you how to treat yourself. I'm not saying you don't need to come see me, but I'm just saying you shouldn't have to rely on somebody else to feel better and to heal. So yeah, I, I hear you all the way with what you're doing there. Um, I'm just curious because I've been through chemotherapy myself for uh, lymphoma, actually. Um, and I had lymph nodes removed and I did not experience lymphedema that I recall really. And, and it was interesting though, because it was, I went through that process before I do what I do now. Um, yeah. I was, I was still working in corrections then when that happened. So it was, I don't even know, like probably seven, eight years after I went through yeah. chemo that I started doing. Um, I went to school for massage and then and started doing MFR pretty much a year into my practice. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I mean, it's interesting to me that because I know a lot of people do experience it from chemo and from radiation because radiation just messes up your tissues really badly. Exactly. Um, yeah. but, do you uh, know yeah. how many nodes you had removed at that time and what part of the body they were removed from? <laughs> um, not really. I had, I had found a lump in my neck. So there were some cervical lymph nodes taken out and that was it that was removed because they biopsied that. Um, I did have lump under my arm, but it was, it shrank for, like it went away from chemo. And so, or my affirmations, <laughs> whichever, you know, because I, I really, even though I wasn't um, practicing, at the time, I knew when I was given my diagnosis that there were alternatives. I couldn't find anybody who would tell me that I didn't need chemo. And that's what I was looking for. Like I, cause I knew something in me just knew that I, you know, there was other ways to deal with this, you know, this diagnosis. And, and I really just wanted to avoid chemo, but you know, uh, the fear thing kind of kicked in. Sorry. Of course. And yeah. Look no it's nobody is going to tell you try this <laughs> alternative route because i would anybody <laughs> in professional capacity is themselves wide open to a lawsuit and that's yeah. just the kind of culture that we live in right now also it's it's quite risky what if it doesn't go the way that you want it to go and then are, are you responsible as a practitioner for 
encouraging that person to avoid having the the standard kind of treatment that's out there. This is a problem. Yeah, I do understand all of that. Obviously, having been registered in Ontario for massage, you know, yes, there are things that they tell you, the college tells you not to say to people. And, and, but for me, like, I no longer belong to the college. I chose to leave the college because they were too restrictive in, in what I was allowed to do as a practitioner and what people needed me to do. And, you know, I mean, if I've got a client who's telling me that they're okay with me doing something, then that's all I'm concerned about, right? If they're going to, and they can sign a consent form with it all detailed and whatever, and that's great. But I still, like, I would never tell somebody, you need to do this first or do, you know, like, I, I just give you the options, right? Like, if somebody's seeking it, I will tell you, yes, I believe it's possible. I believe it's possible to beat cancer without taking chemo or without doing radiation. You know, I, because I mean, I believe that we create all our own illness and disease and we have the power to heal it. So, you know, without drugs, without surgery, there are some things that are, you know, that definitely benefit from drugs and surgery. I'm not saying that, you know, there's no place for them. I'm just saying there are other approaches that do work for people and in order to make a really informed decision about your health and, and how you want to proceed with it, you need to know all the information, right? And, and so that's really why I, as a practitioner, would have no problems talking to somebody about alternative, you know, not alternative complementary therapies or, you know, just an alternative to chemo, right? Like, yeah. or radiation, like I, cause I know, like I've, I've treated tumors in people that have taken chemo and radiation and that did you know the the medical procedure did nothing for the tumors after an hour the tumor was almost gone under my hand so yeah like i know that this changes things like this mfr changes amazing stuff and and i know that manual lymphatic drainage works really well we learned some of it in massage school you know i, I never really had the opportunity to practice much but i know that um, myofascial release is very similar to MLD, right? Like it's, they, they have very similar principles and you're, I mean, you're, if your hands are on the body, you're treating the body and you're treating it energetically and, and manual lymphatic drainage is a really light application. Yes. Maybe you yes. can explain, maybe just explain. Cause I mean, sure. you're obviously more familiar with it than I am. Cause I don't do it per se, but, but tell us what, what is involved with manual lymphatic drainage. Okay, so first thing I want to point out is that there's often a lot of confusion between lymphatic drainage massage and manual lymphatic drainage. Okay. What I normally say to people is that lymphatic drainage massage, and anybody listening to this that wants to correct me here, please do. My understanding is manual lymphatic drainage massage is a massage technique where you will move in, in the direction that the lymphatic vessels flow. Okay. Whereas manual lymphatic drainage is very specific to the lymphatic system only. Yeah. We stretch and move the skin in particular directions to move fluid towards the lymph nodes. Okay. We're not going as deep as muscle. We're right. purely moving the skin in order yeah. to pull on the lymphatic vessels, open the valves, and that moves the fluid. Okay. Where you have damage to your lymphatic system, moving the fluid towards the lymph nodes or the area where you would normally have those lymph nodes isn't always enough. You need to move the fluid to another part of the body yeah. across what we call a watershed. Yeah. The fluid wouldn't naturally go in that direction. And when you manipulate and move the fluid regularly to another part of the body, to another drainage area, 
the tiny microscopic vessels in that watershed or along the watershed, they actually start to grow together and you create a new pathway. Yeah. So the two techniques are quite different in that respect, particularly where there is damage to the lymphatic system. So when there's damage to the lymphatic system, and obviously from what you just said, it can create another pathway. I mean, the body's regenerates itself, right? Like that's, that's what it's designed to do. It's not going to create something like, you know, I mean, it creates new blood vessels all the time. It creates, like it just creates new cells. So yeah. it will, it will adapt, you know, as much as possible. Yes. It needs, it needs some help for sure. We need to definitely assist. Yeah. And lymph nodes will not regrow once they're yeah. removed. Once they're gone, they're gone. Yeah. There are some surgeries, not in Ireland. I have heard of some surgeries in the US. I'm not very well versed on exactly how they work, but there are surgeries that look to transplant some lymph nodes to an area that's damaged or mm -hmm. bypass an area. Um, very expensive, not available to everybody, not an option for everybody, but they do yeah. exist in some capacity. But yeah, lymph nodes are not going to regenerate. So if you just have a couple of lymph nodes removed from an area where there's a high density of lymph nodes, absolutely fine. The rest of the lymph nodes are going to pick up the slack. Yeah. You may not have any issues at all. Where you have a lot of lymph nodes removed from an area, you, basically the fluid that's supposed to be filtering through those lymph nodes, it comes to a dead end. Yeah. So where does it go? It seeps out into the tissue and it can create swelling in that drainage area so right. for example if you have lymph nodes removed from under your arm for breast cancer treatment or damaged by radiation therapy by the way same difference yeah, yeah. that fluid can start to build up in the chest in the back in the arm in the hand yeah so that's when you need to physically get some some therapy or some self lymphatic drainage to move that fluid to another part of the body so you can treat yourself then so tell us um just explain for people that don't really know um what the lymph system does i mean i know what it does but tell us you know because <laughs> yeah, i don't remember <laughs> the details that it's so integral to every function in our body it amazes yeah. me that to this day even medical professionals don't learn a lot about it i don't understand why same with fascia <laughs> yeah it, it's, it's crazy yeah. So everywhere that you have blood vessels in your body, you will have lymphatic vessels that run alongside them. So it's literally a network all the way through your body. Mm -hmm. And what the lymphatic vessels do is they pick up the waste and any toxins and move that fluid through the lymphatic vessels, bringing them to the lymph nodes where that fluid will then be filtered. So for example, if you have cancer cells, floating in your, your blood and your tissue and they're picked up by the, the lymph nodes or a virus or bacteria, anything that the body needs to fight off as a foreign invader. The lymph nodes identify that and they signal the body to create the correct cells to deal with that threat. Mm -hmm. So you, it's your waste management system and it's also pretty much the engine of your immune system, I usually call it. Yeah. Super important yeah. in every aspect. <laughs> Eventually, all that fluid flows back into your bloodstream around about where your collarbone is. There is a point that it connects back to your bloodstream and all that fluid then will be flushed out of your body as any other fluid would be. So it's, it's such an important system. Well, I mean, they all are, right? Well, like they, they, all, <laughs> they all have a pretty much, you know, life or death function if they're not working right 
or they will impact. I mean, and this is a thing that I feel like doctors don't pay enough attention to and people don't understand enough is that when one system is not working properly, the rest of the systems aren't going to be working properly. They're going to be affected on some level. And, you know, and that's why when I learned about myofascial release on a deeper level than what I learned in school, um, it's a system that essentially allows all the other systems in the body to work. That's, that is what it does. And when there's problems, you know, in your fascial system, you're going to have problems in every other system. Like just everything is going to be affected. So lymphatic system, obviously, because it's surrounded by fascia, everything's surrounded by fascia. So, you know, it's, and that's why MFR is, will help with, with lymphatic drainage. It helps, you know, with any kind of swelling and any kind of edema. Cause I know I've treated people that have had edema myself, like, and have prevented swelling, like, you know, like treating acute injuries, you can prevent any kind of swelling as I'm sure you've known, like you've probably done that with MLD as well too. Or are you more of an, an after the problem practitioner? Like, do you, is that yeah. really, I mean, that's kind of what you're, you, not exclusively. somebody would call you, but. <laughs> Absolutely. Not exclusively. This therapy can be used for, I, I often get people who come for the detox effect. They just want to boost right. their immune system, for example. They have a lot of congestion in their sinuses, get repeated infections in their sinuses. So they want the lymphatic drainage in the head. Yeah. But because of the high number of people who are going through cancer treatment, which is very invasive in Ireland, and the low number of therapists, who registered therapists who can provide MLD, mm-hmm. I found that in my clinical practice, probably 90 to 95% of my clients were coming to me after cancer treatment. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's unfortunate because I think if doctors knew more about it, obviously, they could be referred to you prior to chemo and start just opening the body up and making sure everything's working properly so that the body can process, you know, whatever it's going to go through that much easier. And so that's, I mean, MFR is, is very similar for, for helping people navigate chemo and radiation, even if you decide to go through it, which, you know, I mean, is your choice and, and needs to be your choice. And, you know, like there's no judgment either way, but it's just, you know, you, they are complementary. So do yeah. both, right. Do, do more than one thing. It's, it's not one thing that's ever going to solve a problem. So, you know, when you can help your whole body process something. Absolutely. What's interesting to me is that cosmetic surgeons will refer their clients to me for treatment for lymphatic drainage mm-hmm. after their surgery and sometimes before. Well, wow. because they recognize the impact that lymphatic drainage has on helping the body to heal. Yeah. On speeding up that healing process, reducing the bruising and inflammation that the, the patients have right. um, after their surgery and basically makes the surgeons look good because everything heals very quickly. There's no lumps and bumps yeah. and all of that. Cosmetic yeah. surgeons recognize this, but oncology surgeons do not. Well, cosmetic surgeons are probably more concerned with their clients' results, right? Like with their clients looking good. Obviously, if if you come out of cosmetic surgery totally swollen and disfigured, then 
people are not yeah. coming back to you. So they have a vested interest, I think. But whereas, you know, these, these other surgeons who are doing these life-saving procedures in certain cases, like they're not worried about you know, the aesthetics of it most of the time, right? And, and they don't really, a lot of them don't really consider the fascial system either when they're doing surgery because surgery is major trauma to the body, right? Major trauma. And you're cutting through all the layers of the fashion and that is going to like scar tissue has a huge effect on fashion, energy movement and fluid movement and, you know, everything. So if they were just a little bit more, you know, cognizant of this and, and aware and just, you know, took more care when they're putting things back together, then people would have less problems. I mean, there are also, like, there are ways to treat pretty much everything unless you remove something completely. You know, you can't really, I mean, maybe you can put it back in now. I don't know, but 3D printed, you know, body part and just sew it back on. But, you know, I'm not sure where we're at with that yet in, in the medical field, but, but I know they're practicing. So, it's kind of interesting, but, uh, but yeah, so yeah. There's another issue that I see that frustrates me a lot, especially in Ireland. I don't know what it's like in the rest of the world, but we throw everything at a cancer treatment. Mm -hmm. So rather than deciding, okay, this person needs a surgery to remove the cancer, or they need chemotherapy, or they need radiation therapy, or they need a combination of two of those. Yeah. They go, everything is so fear driven and they will use all three, all three in most Just cases. Just to be sure, yeah. The maximum amount of destruction. Yeah. The maximum amount of destruction. Yeah, well, and, and I mean, they in the States now, and I don't know if they do it, in, they must do it in Canada too. Um, you can have prophylactic surgery. So if you have, even if you have a history, like if you have a family history of breast cancer, for example, you can go in and without even having a diagnosis of cancer, have your breasts removed because you don't want to get it. And that to me is, is totally fear-based. Obviously that's, you know, and I mean, I understand the fear, but I also understand that fear creates the problem. So you know, I mean, with your mindset and when, and you need to be treating your body properly. And, and I mean, that's what, obviously what we've been talking about MLD, MFR are ways to really prevent things. If you're going to tr like treat yourself properly before you get something and not wait until you've got it. Right. And, and try and this is another catch thing, up after we want to have we want to treat our bodies terribly and then have some quick fix afterwards. <laughs> yeah. And no disrespect to anybody who has found themselves getting ill at all. This is a massive generalization, but we, we want to keep pushing and we won't recognize stress as an issue. And then we need to have this massive chaos in our lives in order to try and rectify it. Yeah. Instead of listening to our bodies, treating them well, listening to the signals before you get sick, and not expecting too much of yourself. There are chemicals within your lymphatic system, within your immune system, that change, the levels of these chemicals change when you're in, under stress. Yeah. And that lowers your yeah. immunity. Yeah. So if we were to go right back to treating people when they start showing signs of stress, 
how many people could we save from illness and surgery well, and medication for the rest of their lives? Like, to be fair, we didn't learn this as kids, right? Like, this is not information that I ever got growing up in school, like anywhere that would have been useful. And, and this is why that's, that's really something that I would love to get into is teaching kids how to self-treat and, awesome. and teaching them, you know, the importance of eating properly and, you know, and sleeping enough and all of that. And I know like, Parents will say that and, and try and demonstrate it, but their behavior often contradicts what they're telling their kids, right? And so, you know, if you aren't, like, we have to be the example, and, and I'm a big believer of that, you know, you, you have to walk your talk and, and live your, you know, preach, you know, practice what you preach, basically, yes. it's all these Absolutely. cliches, but it's, you know, but it's true. And so it's about showing people that, you know, if you do these things, Yes. I mean, you can still have fun. You can still enjoy your life. It's not, this is not a hardship. I think so too. Yes. I think so too. But I know, I mean, a lot of people who just won't give up their wine, you know, or won't give up their whatever. And it's like, you know what, you don't even need, yeah. Oh yeah. You're, you're a a wine fan. I forgot. Um, Not that there's anything wrong with wine and I don't want people, you know, thinking I'm down on alcohol. I don't drink anymore. And that's been a personal choice for, I don't even know how long now, several years at least, but, you know, but I just, I, I know what it does to the body. And, you know, even after, just after being through the chemo experience and I had actually a very good positive experience, like I didn't have a lot of side effects from chemo, um, not like what a lot of people go through. And so, but I believe I put a lot of that down to my mindset going in and, and, you know, I mean, that was, it wasn't the light chemo that's for sure. So, you know, I, I had the full key, like, and it's poisonous stuff, like that's poison basically. So, you know, but it was, it was a, a fairly positive experience as far as, as chemo goes, I would say. And, and, uh, but that is all mindset. And so if you, we are taught as kids to believe that we can heal ourselves and to understand that there are certain things that we can do in our, throughout our day, like in this, I mean, MFR at least is a daily maintenance type of thing and you don't have to spend hours on it, but you know, if you're doing it as a kid, you don't need to as an adult who hasn't done it for 45 years there's some catching up to do, right? Like there's, we have a lot of, you know, stress and restriction and stuff that will be held in the body. So, but that doesn't mean it can't be released. And so, yes, with, with MLD and, and MFR and, and all, a lot of other practice, um, good modalities, there are, they need to be used preventively. Right. And this is what needs to be taught in school. And this is what yeah. needs to be. That's in, the ideal scenario. Yeah. Before they ever get ill, yeah. and um, yeah, you're right. Actually, with MLD, the, it's simple things like even body brushing, self lymphatic drainage. Yeah, you can do that on a daily basis, a couple of minutes every day, and it'll really help to yeah. keep everything circulating through your lymphatic system and keep you healthy. So yeah, cool. if we were to imagine putting a little package together for every human on the planet to learn this stuff <laughs> when they're young. Yeah, imagine. <laughs> I have been, because <laughs> that's part of that's part of my vision for my business is to 
you know, be in those, yeah, like have that, those interventions, have my online self-care program, you know, taught in schools and, and teach people to, to teach others to do this, right? And I, I think we talked about it when we were in Ireland, you know, this is, this is what I see happening. So, I mean, people that are interested in the body and really, you know, know the, the, the necessity of preventive healthcare, right? And, yeah. and just really the proper lifestyle choices that are going to support your health rather than take away from it. And, you know, you can still do the, the fun things. You can still do, you know, whatever, engage in, in certain vices. There just has to be a balance, right? Like it yeah. just can't be all the time and you need to give your body a time to heal itself. So, you know, I mean, it's, it's not about giving up everything that you might like and some of the stuff that you love, you love for the wrong reasons. So it's, you know, yeah. you could, you could look into why that's happening too, if you care to, but you know, it's, it's really, yeah. it's amazing what, how quickly your body can change once you start to take care of it properly. Right. And just take away a few of the things that are causing problems. It, it immediately starts to heal itself. So so yeah I, I was lucky that my mom and my grandmother were very conscious of healthy eating mm -hmm. my grandmother in her time which was she was way before her time she always gave us our medicine quote unquote <laughs> and she was giving us like b vitamins and, and, and right. vitamins and stuff so we were always quite conscious of that kind of thing in our household and my mom always tells the story of like when my sister my older sister was a before she was 10, I guess. Mm -hmm. And she, sometimes she'd go to her friend's house for dinner and they'd have burgers, you know? Yeah. And she'd come home crying. Why aren't we allowed to have anything like that in our house? Because we always had like fresh stuff, not processed stuff. And there was chaos because <laughs> other people were allowed to have this other interesting food and we weren't. Right. Yeah. So, but I, I, not everybody has that when they're growing up. Yeah. Not everybody has an understanding or even a realization of the impact of the food that you put in your body. Absolutely. And I don't know why that's not a class in school. Maybe it is. I mean, I know there's health class in, in Canadian, certain Canadian schools at a certain year, but uh, you know, I mean, it needs to be a more prominent. Yeah, absolutely. Have a more prominent place in the curriculum for sure. Um, but they also need to teach the right stuff. And if they're going at, you know, teaching it based off the Canada food guide, well, that's, <laughs> there's going to be some problems. And I know the British food guide is not any much better and, I don't know what Ireland's is, but you know, like it's, yeah. it's uh, interesting, but yeah. yeah. And so you, so you've got an online course. Is it available yet or We're where are you with that? Hopefully in March, March is lymphedema awareness month. Yeah. So I will be spreading the word. My aim and goal is to spread the word as much as possible about this condition. A lot of people who have it don't understand what it is, don't understand right. what's happening in their body, have a lot of fear because they've yeah. been through this cancer treatment and now they have some strange sensations happening yeah. or swelling starting and they're freaking out and thinking what's happening is my cancer coming back. Yeah. So um, a lot of people just don't understand what's happening and they can't get the information from their medical team quite often 
So my aim is to get the information out to as many people as possible to ease their minds, really. Mm -hmm. This is what's happening. Explain how the lymphatic system works briefly. I'm not yeah. going to be... No, they don't need details. Yeah. yeah, just giving people the basics so they have a bit of knowledge and they feel empowered. There'll be a module on how the lymphatic system works, what happens when parts of the lymphatic system are damaged, and various techniques that you can use then to help this situation. So maybe mitigate the onset of lymphedema by getting ahead of it. Right. Um, or help yourself at home in between your therapy sessions if you're having manual mm -hmm. lymphatic drainage therapy. Or for the probably millions of people out there that cannot afford to have regular sessions and can't get it through their yeah. uh, health provider, their healthcare provider, and um, so that they have some practical tools they can use themselves at home. So I mentioned body brushing or simple or self lymphatic drainage. There's going to be a module on that yeah. explaining how to do it specifically to help your lymphatic system. And more importantly, specifically what you need to do if there's damage to one particular drainage area, this is the bit that's often missing. Um, also, there will be a module on yoga for your lymphatic system, again, nice. discussing what you need to do if there are parts of the lymphatic system that are damaged or missing, yeah. because that's also usually missing from the things that you see on YouTube. Nice. Um, exercise, simple, light exercise that will help you with your lymphatic system as well, um, because movement is super important yeah. to get the lymphatic system, to get the lymphatic fluid flowing we don't have a heart in the lymphatic system to pump the fluid we need the pumping yeah. action of our muscles yeah. and the movement of other vessels in the body to encourage that fluid to, to flow yeah. Yeah. so i'm basically putting together all of my skills wow. into one package to educate people to give them practical steps that they can use themselves at home to manage this to get ahead of it if possible if they're already in a situation where they have a lot of swelling, what they can do to help ease their symptoms, ease the pressure, ease the pain every day. Yeah. Um, so that hopefully we'll be launching that in March to coincide with uh, Lymphedema Awareness Month. That sounds awesome. So you've got that all pulled together. I mean, I know how much work is involved in, in creating an online course. So that's, that's great. It's been I have dozens of notebooks at home with thousands of ideas in them. This has been in there, in the pipeline, in my brain, in my mind for so long. So I'm really excited to finally be able That's to put awesome. it together. Plus the fact that I qualified as a personal trainer in 2020 to be able to add that aspect to it as well just means I can provide more value. Yeah, awesome. Sounds fantastic. I can't wait to see what you do with it. And how it goes i'm sure it's going to be amazing and especially if you can really connect with with different doctors and you know and have them refer their clients to this and, and just you know yes. just have some some connections that way then then it's going to take off and and be pretty amazing for a lot of people because lots of people happens. going through the going through the chemo and the radiation right like that doesn't seem to be stopping anytime soon so there's definitely a huge need in the world for it so that's great, great. Um, and we will put links to your websites here you know whatever links whatever social media whatever ways that people connect with you we can put in in the show notes uh, but if you want to tell us right now then then yeah, you can, can do. tell me where so my, my website is fairly straightforward there's no details of the course on there yet 
But if people are interested in reading up a little bit and getting a feel for what I do and who I am, the website is www.mld.ie. Okay. So MLD for Lymphatic Drainage.ie. Nice and easy. There's links to my social media on there as well. I'm more active on Instagram and on LinkedIn. People can find me just by my name, which is okay. Aideen Schwepp. And I believe there's only one Aideen Schwepp on the planet, so it should be easy <laughs> enough to. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty surprising. Yeah, well, definitely on Facebook, there's only one Aideen Schwepp. Okay. <laughs> Really? In all of Ireland, there's only one Aideen Schwepp? In all of the world, in fact. Wow, yeah. that's crazy. That combination of the Irish first name and the German surname um, yeah. seems to be quite unique. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for being on and sharing your passion and your upcoming project. I'm super excited to, to see how that goes and, and to talk to you again. So... Maybe we will do a follow-up um, once Excellent. you're launched or, or partway into next year and, and see how you're doing and, and yeah, catch up with you and see where you're at in the world because you're not, uh, you might, yeah, yeah. I don't know where I'll be, but, you know, maybe we'll cross Thank each other's paths somewhere. If you'd like to be part of the conversation, the please leave your comments yeah. below the link. Awesome. Constructive feedback is always welcome. Of course, you don't need to agree with everything presented, and I'm definitely open to hearing different perspectives on any given subject as long as it's not intentionally abusive, derogatory, or hateful in nature. If you like what you hear and know of someone else who might benefit from hearing the conversation, please feel free to share the link with them, post it on your own social media, or just let us know you've enjoyed the conversation. If you'd like to know more about the body and how it is affected by everything that happens in your life, you can read my book, A User's Guide to the Human Body. If you want to create a deeper connection with yourself, heal some pain, or improve your body's ability to function well, check out my online self-care program, Feel Better Now, or book a call with me to find out if working one-on-one -on -one is right for you. Thanks again for listening, and join me again next week.